Welcome to Behind the Drive on the Bay 88.7 FM. My name is Douglas McLean. With their 16th Warner Music Canadian studio album, Many a Mile, Blue Rodeo's successes are measured in terms that include induction into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame in 2012, receiving a Governor General's Performing Arts Award in 2014, an acknowledgement that the band has steadfastly defined itself by its own terms and in the years that ensued sold in excess of 4 million records. Blue Rodeo has released some of the most beloved songs in Canadian discography, I guess you would say, and it's a great, great privilege for me to have met them this way. Their new album, Many a Mile, is a stunning collection of songs and songwriting by two great Canadian songwriting masters, Greg Keeler and Jim Cuddy. It was my privilege to meet with Jim on a kind of stormy afternoon. He had some trouble connecting with me, and he was a little bit late to the appointment, but I'm so grateful that he took the time to talk to me. It was a real thrill, of course, to meet him, and he's such a personable and interesting man to talk to. The new album, like I said, Many Mile, is really an extraordinary piece of work. I hope you enjoy the following interview. My name is Douglas McLean, and this is Behind the Drive Shortcuts. See, but anyway, listen. Thank you so right. very much for taking the time to uh, to talk to us. I, I'm pleasure. with uh, the local radio station here, CKAR, you know, um, Hunters Bay Radio, and uh, I was hoping to chat with you because you guys you've been here uh, several times, I think, at Algonquin Theater and some other venues. So I thought it would be wonderful yeah. if we could get you on this show because this sort of came out of COVID. This crazy show came out of COVID. This used to be a live in studio show. And of course, everything got closed in. And so here we are. And now I've uh, yeah, had, yeah. I had the opportunity to talk to some amazing artists so like yourself. So the first thing I'd like cool. to comment on is that uh, when you first listen to the album, it, it the first impression is that it's so alive and fresh. And it's so amazing that you were able to capture that sound through this COVID period. So I was wondering if you'd like to comment a little bit on that because it, it really set me back, uh, Jim, when I when I first heard the album. I went, Whoa, what an incredible! Uh, sonically, it just has this crispness to it and real liveness to it. So anyway, yeah. you want to talk a little bit about that for us? And- well, I think that yeah, sure. I mean, it was it was made in such a strange way. But, uh, you know, I think if we start with the fact that that we'd been a year of uh, restrictions right. and not been able to play. Right. Uh, Greg had done a solo record because he has a little bubble out in Coburg with Jimmy Boskill and then also at his own studio, Lost Cause, in his yeah. house. Yeah. And I'd been working a lot of online stuff and starting to do a solo record in our studio in Toronto. Right. And... Uh, so we were both pretty familiar with with what we could get out of those studios. But I think that when you deprive musicians or anybody right. of their work for a year, year and a half, there's a lot of pent-up creativity and a lot of pent-up energy that you want to dispel and, and put it into something. And when Greg suggested we do a record, and, and I had to pivot from doing a solo record, um, but I was more than willing. Like I've been sitting in this seat that I'm sitting in now for 
I've been in it for a year and a half, basically <laughs> writing songs and right. and going to the city and doing stuff. And right. so I was very ready. And and I thought, okay, well, I pivoted, started to write other songs for the record, and um, and we made it. I made mine in pieces. Right. I mean, I think Greg had a little combo that he made the rec- made the songs with, and they they fixed it up. But for me, it was myself and Colin Cripps, and then Tim Vesely, our engineer co-producer. Right. And we would put down acoustic guitars. Uh, to some kind of digital drums, right. get that really good, get them all uh, studio quality, do the singing, and then bring in the, the members of the band one by one. Right. So first of all, Glenn, you know, s- send everybody the, the, what we had. Right. And and every every band member, first of all, super enthusiastic about coming in. Right. You know, just even just seeing other people, right. let alone playing music. And they got all their own time. They got 100% focus of ours right. for however long they wanted. If they wanted five days, if they wanted one day, doesn't matter. Right. Um, and I think that was really good for everybody because right. often we've worked as a group. Well, always we've okay. worked as a group. Right. And sometimes people get a little short shifted on their own particular instrument because right. the vibe's good. Yeah. No, right. don't worry about that. The vibe's good. Right. We don't have to change that Tom Tom or anything. Yeah. So this time, and I think that there was, there's a lot of joy from that. Um, Greg and I would send things back and forth, but not very often. It's not like we were judging each other. We just, I liked his songs. He liked mine. We played on each other's, sang, mixed them up. We mixed separately and then we had it mastered. And I think that when in mastering, because we mastered with Greg Calby, who's done a lot of our records. And uh, he was well aware that they were going to be two two parts of the record that came from two different studios. And his job was to make them sound like one. And uh, so there was some, you know, some things had to be lost on either side. Right. And, uh, but I think he did a wonderful job. And, and when I listen to it, it seems to me like one of the most coherent records we've ever made. And it was made in a completely fragmented way. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think so, that says about us that we've, that we've played a long time, right. but it's also unusual. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, you're right. The coherence between, uh, also, not only from the sound to sound, from song to song, but also there seems to be a thematic coherence to it. Now, I, I could be misreading that as a listener, but there's a lot of sentiment and uh, almost, it seems, I was going to say, it almost seems like it's it's written for someone or some person about a sense of feeling. So it, you know, it starts with when, when you were wild and then it ends with you, you know, you ride mm. your bike and like they, they're the bookends. And then the, this journey that you go on yeah. between it is very interesting to me. I don't yeah. know if that was intentional as songwriters or if it just fell together or if it's just the times we're in, you know, but it has that sense to me. I'm not yeah. Sure. I think that's really interesting. I, I hadn't even thought about that, but they are almost like a series of letters, right. the songs right. and they're being written to people. I never had thought about that, but there is a little bit of a kismet sometimes synchronicity right. that, I mean, Greg and I have no idea what each other's right. And yet we both write touring songs right. and he writes from Toronto West and right. I write from Toronto East. Right. So we cover the country absolutely coincidentally. Right. Like I don't mention Western things and he doesn't mention Eastern things. So, but that is interesting. I, I'll have to go back and, 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 and think of the record in terms of, of it being uh, um, letters to people, like written to people. Because I realize that mine are, wait, I'll wait for you. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. it's, that's, that's very perceptive. Yeah. I'm well, proud of that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's entirely true, but 
you know, your professional songwriters. So, but it, it, it is a beautiful set of songs that way. Now, just, it was, the last album was in 2016, right? A Thousand Arms was, that's quite a gap yeah. between the two. Is there, was there a reason, <laughs> was there a reason why you took so long between the two uh, albums or was it just timing or? Well, I think there was some, there was some, certainly some health problems in the middle there. I don't think, uh, I don't think Greg was prepared to make another record okay. in the, in the full blue rodeo way. Right. I think his head was not like he was, his ears hurt, his head hurt. Uh, I didn't think we were making another record. I, I, oh, okay. I, like I said, I was, I was in the middle of making a solo record, but I think Greg had worked out a way that he was comfortable making record recording by playing out in that, in the studio in Peterborough and his own studio. Right. And, uh, and so when he called me, oh, after I got over my initial surprise, I, uh, I said, sure. And, yeah. and, and, and there was something, I don't know, you know, for the longest time, no, for all times, when you're in a group, you have certain imposing ideas about what a group should be. Yeah. Everybody should be this. Everybody should be that. We should, you know, even when we first started doing solo records, well, is that going to be good for the group? Yeah. Well, yeah, ultimately it is good for yeah. the group. Yeah. It's good for the individual. It's good for the group. Yeah. And I think that we also had this idea that, well, to make a group record, you have to play as a group. Right. And now we know that's not true. Right. We know that we can do it individually. We know we can do it twos halves. We can, we should allow ourselves to do it however we want. Right. And because we know what, we know what we want the result to be. Right. And those musicians in Blue Rodeo are superb musicians. Yeah, exactly. They yes. know how to play. Yes, for sure. Um, and so you just have to give them the opportunity. Here's a song. Put your stuff on it. Right. And you get beautiful stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, what sometimes seems overwhelmingly difficult is, can be really easy. Right. It's really easy this time. <laughs> yeah. That's a surprise, eh? Now you know I heard Greg, yeah. I heard Greg's solo album first because I had like I'm I'm involved with uh, the folks down in Great Dark Wonder. I do some reviews for them, and uh, I got Greg's solo album first, and I was stunned by that, to be honest with you. And I do a bunch of radio shows and stuff, and that caught me by surprise. <clears throat> but then when I heard the Blue Rodeo, I thought, boy, this is a, this is something else going on here now um one of the things <laughs> that one of the things that i felt that i don't know it almost felt in some ways there's a few of these songs that almost seem to be like something of a a renewal of some sort or a, re, a, a new beginning in ways like so mm -hmm. when, when i heard like julia's painting and symmetry of starlight and things right. like that those have a very interesting uh kind of uh I'm not sure what the word is. I guess vibe would be the word, or there's a, a moodiness to them, and yeah. uh, and it, it takes you right in. So you know, even though the other songs are very catchy in that, and you want to play them over and over again, those seem to be pointing towards something else that, that I haven't heard in your music for a few years. So did that feel that way to you guys when you heard them, or when they started to come together, or did you have a sense of that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But you know, I think that it's. I think that uh, I think Julie's painting is a, is a is a long uh, is a song from a while ago. Okay. You know, Greg has always had a little psychedelic grab bag, okay. right? Okay. And it seemed to me that those two songs, those two songs, 
he was going to reach into the psychedelic grab okay, bag. Okay. And I think that a lot of that's for fun. Right. Um, you know, the, the double vocals and the, and the, uh, and the little sort of fave shifting on the vocals in, right. in uh, symmetry. Um, uh, and I always appreciate that about Greg. I, I, uh, that's not, it's not always my inclination. Uh, you know, my stuff's a lot more straightforward. So it's nice to have uh, Greg experiment that way. Yeah. And so the record has a tinge of experimentation, but I, I don't know that, you know, when you hear Greg talk about Julie's painting, Julie's painting, it, it's not, it is not literal for right. him. Yeah, it's it. You know, he's imagining. Of course, Julie Fader is who's been talked about. Right. But he had the song for something else, and he adapted it. And right. and I think that those are sonic pleasures for okay. him. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, yeah. but I think those are sonic pleasures. I think he made those because they sounded good, and he wanted them to sound Sound's like that. that way. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, one question I wanted to ask: When you guys write together for a project, how do you decide what goes to Blue Rodeo and what goes to your solo uh, work? Is there some sort of decision-making about that? Or do you just have enough songs that you can kind of cover both needs? And the other thing is, are you in... Well, I think that we... Go ahead, yeah. yeah. Sure, go ahead. Oh, no, please, gonna... you go ahead. I was going to say, are you intimidated uh, in approaching songwriting? Because you have such an incredible catalog and some pretty famous, iconic songs. So do you ever get in, like... Do you ever get sort of scared of <laughs> how do you get this out of yourself or does that ever bother you? <laughs> I, I can't answer for Greg on this one, but I, I think I, I think he's the same as me is that we've, we've always written songs okay. and we wrote songs when, when we had no popular songs right. and we've continued to write songs. And I think that that's in our lifeblood. Um, I think, I don't know whether Greg writes differently for himself for a solo record. I do write differently. It's not, it's not a, a conscious effort, but I, I realize that when I'm writing, when I'm sitting in this chair and I'm writing for myself, I only have my own voice and my own imagination to answer okay. to. And when I'm writing for Blue Rodeo, I'm, there are other voices in my head, Greg's voice in my head, there are other band members. And so it, it, it inevitably makes it, I, I write about things that are, well, and yet I think one of the most personal songs I've written is I Will Wait For You. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. You yeah. know what? I think that both of us like and need to write songs. Okay. And so I write very time specific. I wrote, I was writing for a solo record. And when Greg suggested a Blue Rodeo record and we decided we we're going to do it, I just pivoted and started writing for the Blue okay. Rodeo record. Yeah. So there probably are thematic differences. But I don't know. This one, I guess, is blurred because I've never... You know, it was one day I was writing for myself, and the next day I was writing for Blue yeah, Rodeo. So, so okay. Um, but I don't ever think of the songs we've written in the past. Oh, okay. I, I don't. Okay. I, I don't even think that would be intimidating. I don't. I don't think of them the way other people think of them. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm on. You know, I'm a listener, so I I wouldn't know. I mean, it it always amazes me that uh, great songwriters like yourselves, you know, just keep finding them and. Uh, keep managing to channel them through themselves. Now, um, if you don't mind, I'd love to uh, talk a little bit about some specific songs. And certainly the one that first caught my attention that I thought was very beautiful was All In Your Hands. And now that one sounds deeply personal and intimate in some way. And the lyrics in that are just beautiful. And But it's such a touching song 
is there some is there some backstory to that or is it directed at somebody personally or there it is directed at somebody but it's not i mean i don't i i wonder if i i've had the experience of of writing songs that are directed at people and having them know about it and having them be un not overly pleased about it so yeah. i don't really try to do that anymore but i i'm always you know i think years ago i realized that i want to have the story, the real story in my head when I'm singing these songs. And I know I'm going to sing them over and over again. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about it, you know, it, it references so many old things like a train through Peru and a letter. Right. And I mean, yeah. nobody writes letters anymore. Right. And, and nobody takes trains really. Yeah. So it is definitely from my younger days. Right. Um, but I, I just tried to make it about everyone knows people that have been shocked into caution okay. that have lived their lives with so much openness. And then something happens and they, they don't, they're not, they're boundaried all of a sudden. Right. And uh, there's nobody can take them out of it, but themselves. So right. th that's what the, this, the song was recounting okay. was, was that situation. Right. And um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's some interesting uh, lyrics in that, too. I mean, the, the one line, too, you know, you lived with your your arms wide open, always so bold, but now you look ahead and you only see the shadows hold or something, or what the shadows hold. That really is such a yeah. mysterious idea, and uh, you, you feel the, the songwriter or the narrator in the song reaching out to the person whoever it is directed at, and uh, there's a lot of love in that song, and uh, yeah, it's so it's so well yeah. done. I I don't know if you I don't know if you know Sam Baker. I mean, you know he was a songwriter that was uh, he had a her terrible time in Peru in an accident, you know, so on a train. So uh, I don't oh. know if you've ever heard that story. The other song that is very no. very very interesting is I will wait for you, um, which is again mm -hmm. another beautiful. So there's these tender moments, you know. There's this uplifting songs uh, like the opening song and on stage. I, I love on the opening act. I mean, but then there's these tender moments, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Where well, yeah. you guys? You well, guys. Well, I think that my. So we got, you know, I think that also didn't everybody have so much time to, to think in the yeah. last couple of years. You know, right. there there was less action and more more passive yeah. thinking and, and mining your imagination. Yeah. But I will wait for you is pretty specifically about um, my wife and I. Have, our children are all in their thirties, right? And uh, your role as a parent changes dramatically yeah. from actively um, involved to. Uh, just waiting in, right. in case you're needed. Right. And um, it, the, the song was sort of inspired by uh, the, the Paul Simon song, Only Living Boy in New York. Yeah. And uh, what I heard about that song, I hope it's true, but is that he wrote it about uh, Art Garfunkel, who was going to make a movie right. and he was leaving. And, uh, and, it, and Paul Simon was strangely attached to Art Garfunkel, but he was, he was very heartbroken that right. that art was leaving, right. and but he wanted to be supportive, right. and that I don't know that automatically made me think of my children. I didn't, you know, I didn't think of my partner. I thought of my right. kids and yeah. and them leading their own lives and how much you have to push them to yeah. not they they do it anyway, but how you have to push yourself away from yeah. 
from interacting with their lives and, and how enjoyable it is to watch your kids' lives. Yeah, you know exactly. Well, my children are a little older, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we never stop worrying or watching them go through the changes they're going through, and it always surprises us too. We we think everything's settled down and heading in the direction. You know, everything sort of settled down and calm, and then all of a sudden, crazy blows yeah, yeah. up, and uh, and of course, yeah, this uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always a it's always something. We have we have five children, so it's wild for us. Oh, sorry. Um, Whoa, good for you. Yeah. You are listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean. Our guest today is Jim Cuddy of Blue Rodeo. In conversation about their brand new album, Many a Mile, which I really love. The th- the th- the other song, of course, that ends the album is Ride Your Bike, which is just just so much fun. And it sounds like the whole band is really dug in and really invested in that song. And everybody's singing their hearts out. Um, how did you manage to capture that joy in that particular song? Because... Uh, it just sends you right off. You you want to go right back to the beginning of the album and listen to it all over again. It's got that kind of quality. You know? <laughs> and uh, right. yeah. well, that's nice. Yeah. Did you? Well, that one was um. I, so that you know, uh, because we all we just lear- listened to these songs and added our bits. We never played them. Right. Um, I never played them, so I had to learn that. But um, the thing that was interesting to me about that song is it's got a lot of of a very interesting and unusual imagery, right? You know, it's like snipers on the roof, and right. and, and you're riding the bike, but but the, but it's your you want to ride a freight train, right? And and so eventually, when I asked Greg, like, what is this all about? He taught he's talking about somebody he knows that we both know, right. who would ride her bike around the city late at night, but who also had a vivid imagination right you know okay, yeah. a vivid and dangerous imagination okay yeah. so all these things are projections of her imagination right and i thought oh that's so that's right. so great yeah. i mean imagine riding through a city streets calm but imagining snipers on the, the roof, roof. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know you're in war-torn syria or something yeah. but um and it's you know i think that one of the uh, great things about greg's songs on this record are the the uh, the arrangements are really great. Right. They're they're very concise and and you you move from one part to another uh, right. really smartly. Right. And uh, so they're actually really easy to play. Yeah, because they make so much sense. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing you just learn because you have to learn it. Right. Uh, they just you know where this is going. You know when it stops. You and you know when it picks up. So it's it's, it's that's a fun one to do. Yeah. And that's we've been doing that. From when we started in the summer to play, we've been doing that song. Oh, that's great! Now, now, do you guys do you tweak any of his material, or does he tweak yours, or do you just go at them full full on? You don't like add a chorus or anything like that, right? Because uh, you've both got yeah. writing credits. This, and, this, yeah. Like all the yeah. songs have both sorry, of your I names keep on. Off. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. It's there's a bit of a lag as yeah. usual. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, we 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 always from the beginning we just decided to uh, to um, uh, credit everything to each other. So okay. that that just yeah. never uh, um, never a problem. Um, I would say this is the very first record where we have done no 
editing on each other's songs. Okay. We haven't made suggestions. We've accepted them the way they were. I mean, Greg's were perfect. I, you know, there was nothing I would have said. Yeah. But what 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 was gone was all that time in the studio where the song's being formed. You're right. Yeah. And yeah. you're either being asked to have an opinion or maybe you're giving a slightly unwanted opinion. Yeah. That's all gone. Yeah. I got those songs formed. Right. And I liked what was there. Right. And and uh and I think that that's that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it was very good for Greg. Maybe it was good for both of us. Yeah. To to have control over our own songs. Right. But we really require the contribution of the other guy. Right. It's like it's not like I want to write a song and just have it on there with no Greg and right. no Greg presence. Right. No, exactly. I've written that song anticipating Greg's presence. Right. So I, it was just, I don't know, it was there was no, and we also didn't, we didn't come. We might have commented a little bit on each other's mixes. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. There right. might have been that. Right. But it didn't that didn't go very deep either. Right. Well, and the band is responding to them as well, too. So, you know, there's you really captured, uh, like we've already said, uh, a lot of things. Now, you're heading out on this massive tour, and looks like, I guess you get a break somewhere. <laughs> I just looked at all the dates. So you're really, you're really going out after a long time away from the road. How do you find the road at this point in your career? Do you, is it still fun for you? And do you have, uh, or is it? Did you just go at it and? Oh, we, uh, we, I think that we're going to love it. Yeah. I, you know, I think the days of doing five days in a row or six days in a row are long gone. Right. So two here or day off three, you know, I think, uh, that it's going to be a lot of fun because right. we haven't really led the, uh, the gypsy life for a long time. Right. We have, <laughs> you know, we've been in one place or we've right. gone, I've gone, I've done some trips, but they're just trips and you come back. So this uh, night after night in a different place, playing music and on the bus, I think it's going to be like going back to camp or something. I think it's going to be really fun. And I think it's going to be very satisfying to play a lot of music. Right. You know, that's ultimately what, what keeps you going. It's just very soul satisfying to play music every night. Yeah. Now do you, you don't, do you, go down into the United States or into Europe or things like that? Do your tours extend out that far? Or do you tend to just travel Canada? Or We usually do. Canada will be the bulk of our tour. Right. We'll do the border. Like we'll do Buffalo this summer. Okay, we'll yeah. do some border stuff. Um, the, the, the furthest we would go, we'd be sort of like New York, Buffalo, Detroit, Chicago. Okay. And then... If something was offered and it made sense, we would do it. Right. But by the time we finish Canada, that's it's a lot. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah, and it's a lot of dates there. So I guess the obvious question is: Have mm. you got the next album in the works? Because I'm sure lots of people are going to be uh, loving this one, and uh, it looks like it's catching fire on the streaming services and stuff. I hope you actually sell a bunch of albums. Everything's so crazy these days; nobody seems to sell anything anymore. But uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, we will. Um... I think, I mean, I think that we now will make another record, but I wonder how we'll make it yeah. because the next time we won't have these restrictions, right. yeah. but this process worked out really well. Yeah. And 
you know, maybe we shouldn't mess with this process. Maybe it's good for us to, you know, it's, it's hard for Greg. He has to come into this. If we're working in the city, he's got to come into the city in and out every day. That's, that's three hours of travel. Right. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe it's better that we right. do these two satellite recording sessions. And then, I don't know, yeah. we'll figure it out. Probably yeah. best to do something slightly different, right. but to take what's good from this one. Well, plus, so we'll plus, see, but it's yeah. not right away. Yeah. Got, the rest of the year is all tour. You got all worked up. Okay. So listen, I want to thank you for giving me yeah. enough time uh, to cover that. It's a gorgeous album. And, uh, I really hope that a lot of people get to enjoy it. Uh, it was a thrill for me to hear it personally. So, hey, thanks again for catching up with me. And uh, I'll keep you posted, or I'll keep Adam posted when we air the show. This is a pre-recorded show. But thank you so very, very kindly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And say hi to Greg for me if you see yeah, him. That's my... <laughs> I will. I'll see him soon. Anyway, thanks a lot, Doug. It's nice yeah, talking to you. Take care. Yeah. You've been listening to Behind the Drive Shortcuts. My name is Douglas McLean, and our guest today... Our very special guest today was Jim Cuddy of Blue Rodeo in conversation about their brand new album, Many a Mile. Thanks for listening.